What's up, everyone? Welcome to another live episode of Five Idiots Talking Toys. Thanks very much for joining us here on a Sunday night. We're happy to be with you. It's a collector podcast. If you're a collector of vintage toys, modern toys, if you're a fan of Star Wars especially, and all the old school lines, thank you for joining us. We have a special guest tonight. We're excited. Let me bring in the fellow idiots right now. First, we have Brandon Alamo is with us. Thanks for having me on, Shane. You're welcome. You always have an open invitation. Brandon is out on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast, and so is Charlie Whitlock. Charlie Whitlock. How you doing, Shane? Correct. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. So happy to have you on the show, Mr. Whitlock. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Duback. Can you remind me what redacted Dubak is again? Because I forgot, and I think it's uh, funny, but I don't know why. It's the black bar on the ESB Canadian Dubak. Yes, yes, yes. You had the redacted the free figures. <clears throat> Correct. All right. So the figures are really redacted, not quite the Dubak, but no. I got you. Yeah. All right. Chris Barr is joining us directly from uh, the business that's next door to CAS. Chris, How's it going, guys? You? Um, Thanks for having me on. I am looking forward to answering all your questions tonight. Oh, excellent. Is that a Peloton? What do we have in the background there? That would be a Peloton, yes. Okay. Uh, it would be really funny if you could please uh, put Jeffrey on the Peloton <laughs> later on in this live stream. I'd like to see that. Lord Walden is here from the South. Good evening. How are you, John? Oh, I'm here. <laughs> I'm happy to be alive. I'm here. I'm alive. He Let's hasn't had on. his Red Bull today. Look at him. I know. Almost had seven of them. I have not had a Red Bull today. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, we're going to have a Red Bull break in a little bit. Uh, what are you guys drinking? You is that, a, is that a clear water Mai Tai, Charles? What did I just say? I drink the same thing. Almost every episode. Oh, Bud Light. Oh, yeah. Hard soda. I thought it. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it looked like one of those clear water mixed cocktails that I recognize the color. Okay, Brandon. Uh, what country is your whiskey from this evening? Uh, the U.S. Actually. Oh, what are we working with? High West Bourbon. High West Bourbon. I mean, it's over overpriced and underpaid. Then. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like it's got a little bit of sweatshop in it. <laughs> oh, delicious. <laughs> delicious. All right. So welcome to everyone who's joining us live. You're, you're watching either on our Facebook page, on our sales page, Rogue Five Toys, or you're right here with us on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook, please come on over to YouTube. We'll be able to see your questions in real time. Uh, Facebook, we're, we're happy to broadcast there to get, get your attention and bring you over to YouTube. But Come on over to YouTube to our channel. The link is there on the pages that you're at, and we'll be able to see you much faster. We'll get your questions uh, in there tonight. So much hopefully. faster. Yeah, so fast. All right, guys, should we welcome in our guest? Sure. I thought uh, he's already Chris, here. Chris, do you want to <clears> – <throat> this is your – I mean, there's been other episodes where you you had a brother on, but on this episode, <laughs> your brother is the guest. Do you want to introduce him? Um, Charles is the one that's been messaging him all week, so I think Charles should introduce him. Okay, we're not going to go with the your, Chris Barr. Your thing. name okay, is Chris Barr. 
Okay. All right, Charles, please uh, introduce your cousin. So my cousin, <laughs> he works for CAS. His last name is Barr. First name is Ross. And he's here. Ross Barr is here. All right. Ross, oh. Ross Barr, Wellminster, Wildminster, one of those. <laughs> yeah. Little Wildminster. You change your name. We, I, th I figured the show need a third, so. Yeah. Right. I'm surprised you spelled it right. one, trust me. He did spell it I double-checked on CES's system that I spelled the last name right before I yeah. came on, so that's good. <laughs> good. Very good. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're happy to be here with uh, a whole bunch of people in the live chat. I haven't even opened the live chat yet, uh, John. I don't know. You've probably been keeping an eye on it, but mm -hmm. I'll just say to everybody, thank you for being here, and please support the show. If you like the content we're doing, you can go to patreon.com slash 588 toys. and let's jump in now with Ross Barr from CAS. Do you guys have a question? Do you want to start? Jump. You have your own forum Dude, We're right just now. jumping right in, man. I like yeah, that. let's jump right in. Well, I do have a question to kind of start us off in case not everyone knows. What is your actual position at CAS? Is it missionary or? Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> Ross, give us a little introduction for our newer yeah. patrons and viewers yes. that don't know. So, who yeah, no, that's great. So I'm I'm one of the owners of CAS, right? So as an owner, you get to work for free and don't get paid. Other nice. than potentially if there's profits at the end of the year, which sometimes happens, sometimes doesn't. Um, that sounds like John's yeah. toy store. Exactly right. like my toy store. <laughs> right. So, you know, I I do this in – it's like the side hustle, right? For me, it's a side hustle. It's, it always was. I'm Professionally, I'm a, um, a lawyer. I work for uh, – in-house at a, at a real estate investment trust company that does real estate stuff. So – that's kind of the boring full-time stuff, but yeah, I'm one of seven CAS partners. Um, you know, I got in really early, very at the kind of commencement of CAS when it first kind of went live. So been doing this for seven years. I've kind of seen it all. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly of toy grading, some of which I guess we'll delve into tonight. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an awesome ride. You know, we, we formed CES, you know, seven years ago to give the hobby a different option. You know, at the time there was only one grading company in the U.S. and you know we've done a lot of things that have pushed you know our competitor, pushed us, and always kind of approached things that were collectors at, at the forefront and kind of run the, the business like collectors and try to cater to collectors. So that's the recipe. Awesome, nice. I, I mean that. What you just said made me think of a question. What is the biggest difference from when you joined CAS to now? Like, you know, what are you maybe most proud about? That's, you know, something that that has been developed or a service that's come forward, you know, since you got involved. Um. Well, you know, have you done anything? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I mean, look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not mechanical. I don't do, you know, I don't make cases. I don't do the grading, right? Like I'm just, I was a fan, right? I was someone who, who was a CES customer for a while and believed in what they did, but I've done a lot of the marketing promotion and stuff like that, interacting with collectors and going to shows. So, you know, to me, it's a lot of all the, all the people I've met through, through CES is, is, you know, important to me and, you know, I, I go to people's houses and their collections. And when I see 
you know, a ton of CAS labels. And I know that, you know, something that I did, you know, directly, indirectly had an impact on someone's collection. And we all know how much we love our collections, right? I mean, you guys started a podcast around it, right? You, you, you focus so much time and attention to it other than the actual act of collecting. So, you know, it's important to me and the fact that what I've done is entered a lot of people's homes and helped them with their collection means a lot to me. When it comes to like inventions or whatever, I've, yeah, I've done nothing. I've done nothing. <laughs> are the are the people aware when you come into their home? Like, are, do they, are I mean, they know sometimes. you're there. <laughs> sometimes, very sometimes. good. Uh, we got a question here for you, Ross. Yeah, I'm gonna hit you right away with this one. <laughs> Chitwood, he gets first first dibs. Who is running Wait. the shipping department? at CAS, and did they graduate the third grade? $30 <laughs> to ship a single loose-graded figure from Florida to Georgia has me scratching my nuts. Wow. Have you met this guy? I have, I have met Adam. Okay. I, I will say... I will say, I actually love scratching my nuts, so if we can give him <laughs> another reason to scratch very well. I think we're doing really well. Is that is that a good answer? Or not actually yeah. answer? Like, why does you don't have to answer anything. I mean, I'm actually going to help you with it. I think they used to use a ch cheaper shipping option that was like $17.95 for whatever reason. If you only ship one figure, now it's $27.95 for like one or like four or five is the same price. Right. So, well, yeah, I, be I believe they were using uh, UPS for a while and now it's FedEx. I yeah. think that's that's the change. I think. Yeah. Look, so, I mean, some of it's based on the shipping rate. Some of it is there's a handling charge that's that's put into it as well. That you know, shipping supplies and things of that nature that's built into it. Um, but you're Charles is exactly right. Like the more stuff you ship, that's when it becomes. I mean, more stuff that you send, it becomes more economical until the yeah. box becomes so big and you have to have multiple boxes. Um, so and and. All of them did pass third grade to answer that question. So I'm not aware of anyone that didn't get past third grade. <laughs> right out don't of the, ask in the interview, so I can't be 100% sure. Is there anyone just in fourth? Like he just passed fourth and then he stopped? Or? I'll get back to you on that. I'm going right. to survey our, our shipping department tomorrow and, and ask. All right. Well, we have, a, we have a little bit of proof that Adam is is giving you the, the you know, giving you the business. He's, uh, he's laughing himself up. Uh, I have to back to him. I, I, can we follow up about his nut scratching? Though I really want to know more about that. That's too he, bad, Adam. If you're there, let us know. He actually just sent me a video of him scratching his nuts. I'll forward okay. it to you. That's good. That's good. <laughs> all right. So all of our all of our viewers who are in the live chat, the number is rising. Thank you for being here. Please hit us in the comments with your questions for Ross. Uh, we'd be happy to to uh, throw them up on the screen. Let us know, guys. Do you have a uh, a question? One one of you guys uh, yourselves? Can I, can I interrupt real quick, Shane? I'm sorry. Just well, I don't know that we mentioned it too. To to you know, there's not enough incentive to hackle me on the show by asking a question. <laughs> there, there's more. There's more incentive. We're going to be giving away. CS is giving away a fifty dollars gift certificate to the best question asked during the live stream whether that's one that you guys had before that you asked now or someone actually live um and the five of you get to determine what that is so it's not necessarily the most informative question not necessarily the best sentence structure to said question it could be the goofiest it could be the dumbest it could be 
the most challenging to me that makes me look like an a-hole, whatever it is, what do you guys get to decide? <laughs> well, I think it's clear that Lord Walden is not going to vote for anything that's not grammatically correct. So <laughs> if, you, if you spell things correctly, you have a leg up with John. Uh, but the, yes, if I was a proper host, if this was a real show, I would have said this already. So thank you for for, for taking over and, and doing what needs to be done. Yes, CAS no is very, uh, very uh, generous in offering a, a gift certificate to their services for the best question tonight, you know, of course, from Ross. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. The, uh, the yep, fans. Yep. Am, I, like am I the host of the show now? Did I take over? I, I think so. I just yes. Took over? Yes. Nice. Uh, yes, I'm going <laughs> to leave. Uh, I, I wish you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank God. That's all we had. That's all we Thank had to God. do. Oh, man. Nice. God, he wouldn't just keep Ross. He, he wouldn't You're shut welcome, up. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to put things back. We actually do have a question. Um, and this is actually one that I had also. Yeah. Um, this is a great question. This is a great Charles, question. I didn't ask this one, but Charles, are you Johnny Appleseed? In, yeah, someone messaged me, and um, he asked this question. Johnny Appleseed messaged you? Yeah. <laughs> it's his name. People that are watching can see that question, right? I'm sure. Should I yes. restate it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Will okay. the collector's memberships be brought back? Yeah. So, you know, we we were looking at a lot this year to kind of improve profitability, right? Like, we're, we're now into our seventh year, and... You know, it was important for the future of CES that profitability be brought up. And, you know, the Collector Club membership, as you guys remember, was a 20% discount, which is a lot of our profit margin, right? Like, it was a good idea in the sense that, like, you know, if you, it, it was a great deal. It was essentially, I think it was $500. And you could kind of get it to a point where if you submitted enough, it was a no-brainer. Really, you yeah, get a 20% yeah. discount. So if you submitted, so I'm going to do some quick math for you more than 2,500 submissions, right? It was, it was a no brainer, right? So, you know, there was a, a lot of people that had it were our highest submitters. And so essentially you're giving away 20% of your margin, which it, it's tough. So we kind of paused that, it, you know, we've talked about bringing it back in some form. I don't think a lot of would be at that 20% level, maybe it'd be some smaller discount. We also thought about doing something with, you know, better turnaround time for those that purchase a membership, right? That might be a kind of way to, because at yeah. the end of the day, that's, it, maybe we'll get other questions related to this, but that's like the one pain point that everyone brings mm -hmm. up all the time, and which sucks, right? No one, no one likes waiting for their stuff to come back. And, you know, so I, I think at some point I, we want to bring back some form of membership, but it won't be probably a 20% discount again. Well, not only did you guys do 20%, but I think you did three loose graded for free. You did three mock for free and you did yeah. like an overnight for free. So right. you kind of got your money back just on the free stuff, to be honest with you. Oh yeah. 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 hundred percent. It was, it was a, it was a pretty good program. And honestly, I think in the sense, um, showing you a little bit how the sausage get made, but you know, the incentive, the, the reason we did it was to kind of build loyalty, right? That's why companies have membership programs. In that sense, there was a lot of people that tried us out and and became loyal customers as a result of it. And hopefully, they've stuck around. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's at some point we'll bring it something back, right? Like 
you know, most businesses these days do do some sort of rewards program. You know, that's another option that's there too. Every time you submit something, you get points, right? You could you could do a, a rewards program versus you know membership, something along those lines. Oh, I didn't see this. Will this super chat help give the resources to find my Paplu Chris sent in for me to be graded? That CES lost. Oh, um, Chris sent in a Paplu for him. They that CES lost. I'm not aware of that. I'm not in a position to answer that question. But Michael Alberson, we will look. We will look into it, my friend. Did they really? So lose you know, yeah. So you know how some. So you know how sometimes like people <laughs> buy stuff from me and I'll send it in for grading yeah. for them. I kind of save them like the the I'm like the middleman. I save them yeah. on the shipping. So I sent in uh probably like eight or nine items of his, two different boxes. One of them happened to be a Paplu. They told me that they had lost it. So they contacted Michael and they told him that he had lost it. So then I emailed Kelly and I was like, you know, I definitely mailed it to you. Cause I always take a picture before I have like anytime I actually ship anything, I always take a picture like right before it goes into the box. So I have a picture of it literally wrapped up in bubble wrap to be sent, but they claim that they don't have it. So then I had to. So now here I am. I sold this item to him. I'm just shipping it to CAS as a favor. So then I had to reimburse him back the money. I, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh, man. It was, was it a carded or loose? No, it was loose. So it was a Lily Letty. Yeah. He was yeah. grading it. He was grading it with the card back. Yeah. So they got the card back, but they didn't get the figure apparently. All right. So I'm, I, I didn't, uh, wasn't prepared for this question. So unfortunately, um, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to pass on this one. I only showed that question <laughs> because he gave us $9.99. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Michael, thank you very much for the yeah. super chat Thanks, and the support of the show. Thank you. It was, we'll, uh, show him, it, we'll show him another question if you uh, send us another $10. I'm taking that $10, <laughs> which was that Pablo. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> All right. Uh, I do see some other questions here, though. So let me uh, let me jump over here. Um, Sean Bear, Sean Burrell has a question here. That's a, that's a great question. That's when question. is it question. better to archive over grade? Right. So for for folks that aren't may not know what that question means, that you know when you send something in, there's two options. You know, ninety nine point eight percent or nine percent, whatever, will choose to grade that item. So you get a grade that's in the acrylic case, et cetera. There's an option to archive it, which is, you know, the same acrylic case, the same label, but instead of a grade, there's a letter A for archive, essentially, you know, all the information about the item and that it's in fact authentic. So, you know, I, it, clearly if you have like a lower condition item, I'll give you an example, right? There was a, a Hakes auction um, that ended last week and there was a first shot, Leia Organa, first, first shot prototype, Princess Leia that was in AFA 50, right? It was a little discolored cape, a little discolored figure, a little beat up, but, you know, first shot prototype that I'm aware is like in the 15 to $20,000 range easily, if not over that 20 to 25. Um, I think it went for like seven or 8,000 in Hakes auction. Why? Yeah, People looking at it, they see a 50 grade. They're like, oh, it's a piece of shit, right? So, you know, something that's, I would say well, it's really rare, that's worth authenticating um you know and it, but it's a lower grade it might be worth archiving because you want that authentication you want the nice case you want to preserve it but you don't want a grade to detract from how rare or interesting or unique or whatever that's 
And just a follow-up question with with my ignorance, because I've not submitted something before. I, I own plenty of CAS pieces at this point, but is there a different cost between archiving and grading? There is. Yeah, there is. Good question. I, I can't recall, but there is what the discount is. It might be five bucks, something along those lines, but a small discount, right? I mean, at the end of the day, the, the grading aspect of what we do is is probably the least time intensive, you know, creating the case and getting it through the process. And, you know, if it's a pop loo losing it, that's that takes that takes the most time in the process. Um, sorry, I didn't get a reaction for that, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Um, you know, the, the grading part, the, it, it, you know, it, it just doesn't take a ton of time. So there's a little bit of discount. It's not a sizable discount. I think, I think also if you have like a personal item, like one that you grew up with as a kid and you kind of just want to get it like case, that's a good time to get it archived. You don't need to, you know, grade some beat up figure that you played as a kid growing up. So you would archive it and stuff like that. And I think it's like 10 that's cheaper. Call. That's what I did yeah. for a couple figures that I submitted. Uh, yeah, couple, I think like, uh, CCs ago. Yeah, Scott Baker didn't he archive one of his figures? No, he had it graded. Didn't no, he had it no, graded. Yeah, he, he yeah he got yeah, yeah he, he graded it. To yeah. dovetail off Sean's question there, Ross. Um, yeah, how many graders do you have at CAS? So, you know, the main graders it's a it's a couple guys, but we have three people that are involved in the process, right? And we don't we don't just grade it once. It, every item is graded and checked and sometimes rechecked by three individuals that that are primarily responsible for doing the grading uh, so just to go back it's a uh, three dollars and fifty cents less for you to archive oh, there you go. Really so it really comes down to a preference of what you want for your figure yeah. and uh you'll put some thought into you know what's going to be best for your piece i think also like let's say like you have a figure and it's missing an accessory and stuff like that you can also just archive it instead of grading mm -hmm. it where it can't technically get a grade. Right. That That's a really good, that's a good call out for sure. Uh, Bread Unfed is very jealous that you're here. So thank you for that. <laughs> What's up, Brett? Uh, and it uh, my stuff still takes a year or two. It doesn't go <laughs> If I write on my, on my submission, I know Ross Barr. It still yeah. takes a year. <laughs> but actually, we, they may push you back because of that, pal. That's not, yeah, they, stop doing that. I think that's a, that's a true statement. Stop, <laughs> stop doing that. I gave my stuff to Chris Whitlock at one of the shows. He's like, "Oh, I love your podcast." He's like, "Put his shit in the back." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam. Sam's is checking in. Have you seen a slowdown in submissions with the increased pricing? Was that CAS's intent? Or do the higher prices just reflect inflation? We've discussed this on our show a little bit. You yeah. know, it was the theory there. My theory, again, not having submitted stuff myself, but just, this you know. Question for Ross, not for Shane Davidson. Okay? The common sense <laughs> that I had was, uh, you know, a bit of both, you know, of this. So I'd, I'd love to hear your answer as well. Yeah, I mean, so there's a few, let's unpack it a little bit, right? So have you seen a slowdown in submissions with the increased pricing? No, right? There's not been a slowdown of submissions. We're... As busy as we've been. Well, how long um, have you had the increase? Um, I mean, we've increased prices, I think, a couple times over the last three years. Recent one within the last like month or, month month, or two. Yeah. So, yeah, you yeah. probably won't see anything for 
until you have a bigger sample size here in a couple months. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, you know, but this is also we're actually going into our busiest time of the year. Actually, one one thing that's worth mentioning too, our Black Friday sale, which is a fifteen percent off, is going to start tomorrow. We're going to send out a. We're going to send out a. What <laughs> do you just send in a submission? I I've been holding on to a box for like a month, and I'm like. I've been like searching CAS Black Friday sale. I only saw it from like from like years ago. So I'm like, they're not happy. We do it every year. We do it every single year. I just sent in an order. Every single year. I'm gonna send in another one though. (laughs) Yeah. That's fine. Right. Death taxes and CAS's Black Friday sale. That you can (laughs) just um I just want to piggyback uh, the last one. They're the only graders that are out there. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Speaking, they can charge one hundred and ninety nine dollars for uh, for a loose figure, and you're either going to pay it or you're not. Like, you don't have a yeah. choice right now. So. Yeah. Well, so back to back to Sam's question, right? So, have you seen a slowdown? No. Um, Brandon's right, though. Well, let's. So it just went into effect. We'll see if loose Star Wars slows down. You guys are going to know better than me. This is terrible. I don't know. Are we have fifty nine or sixty nine. Now, I think it's fifty nine. Sixty nine. Sixty-nine, right? That was the recent. That was a recent price increase. So yeah, you know, like people probably aren't going to send in a loose low bot, right? Like mm-hmm. that's probably not going to happen. The the margin just not there on grading something like that. But you know, other loose figures, it still will make sense if you're going to get an eighty-five or a ninety that, that you still will send it in. Um, but you know, really, what's going on? Yes, inflation, but it's also you know employees that a couple years ago we would start out at 12 13 bucks an hour are now making 18 19 20 dollars an hour right or more than that um it happened fast i don't know if you guys saw in california now they're paying fast food workers 20 bucks an hour right like it's it's really more the labor than it is anything our material costs have gone up a little bit but not nearly as much as the labor cost has gone up so, Don't even get me on California. You can yeah. ship a box. You can ship a box anywhere in the world. If you ship a box to California, it's like two times the price. It's ridiculous. That wasn't Terrible. the question. That wasn't the question, Charles. I don't care, Brandon. <laughs> Anytime someone says California, I look at you, and all I want to do is is like punch your screen square. <laughs> well, I that. just want to take a second to recognize the the five idiots talking toys exclusive. That the Black Friday sale starts Shut tomorrow up, at CAS. Yeah, it, this is the, you guys got the scoop, Charles. If you would watch your own show, you would know. I got two other toy podcasts, vintage toy podcasts. <laughs> I've idiots got it. We scoop the other two shows. Yeah, Charles. If you would only watch your own show, you would know to not send that box yet. So tune in next time. All right. Very good. Uh, Kyle is coming to us with a question for you. <laughs> Ross, have you ever been in a street fight with anybody from AFA? I, I have not. I have not. Um, I mean, would it would people submit more if I did? Like, I, I don't know. I could probably take yes. Marcy. Actually, I don't know. She looks pretty tough. This, uh, pretty tough. this might be in a running for best question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. You know, well, look, I, like everything is everything is kind of relevant, right? Like, I don't know if you guys watch, um, I, what the hell's the, the, the karate kid show now? Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just know anything about Cobra Kai, you can see like people that you thought were evil or good or they're good or evil. Like I remember when I first came 
CES and we'd be at a show with AFA. And I think in my mind, like, well, they're a bunch of jerks and they're different grading company and all that, right? Like, whereas they were probably like, oh, those CES guys are such jerks. Like, we've been around forever and they're just coming up. And, you know, I've met everyone, you know, a lot of people from AFA since then. And they're all wonderful people, right? They're all great people and, you know, trying to do good for the hobby too. And, um, when we see them at a show, we talk to them and hang out and I, I like them. I like all of them. And I, you know, honestly don't wish them ill at all. Like, I hope they do well. Like there's I hate plenty of space them. in the hobby. I hate <laughs> all of them. Plenty space, my view is plenty of space in the hobby for both companies. So I'm not going <laughs> to beat them. anyone up. I'm glad that Charles, I'm glad you hate them. Cause that means you're coming to me, but. <laughs> there's plenty of room for two. Yeah. But there's no room for three. <laughs> no. So APG, sorry, you're out. Uh, yeah. UKG. <laughs> UKG is there too. Action figure yeah. Raider. Action UKG okay. is good, but that's not really in the US. Right. 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 All right. So Brett Unfet has a, a question for, for you, Ross. When hiring graders, do you specifically look for people with grading experience, or do you just hire uh, good people to train them specifically on how CAS works? It's a great question. I mean, again, the, so the folks that we have that do the grading, one of them came from AFA with years of experience of, of doing that and fabricating stuff. So he was already kind of, you know, had a lot of experience. Uh, you know, one of our other guys that does it learned it over time, right? But as we formed CES, he started doing the grading. We, you know, had known the AFA scale and and kind of helped us build our scale. Um, but interestingly, one of the other gentlemen that we have worked at Beckett um, for a long time doing card grading okay. um, and came over to CAS. And it, it's different. And he's kind of had to you know, conform to what it's like to toy grade versus card grading, which are which are similar, but very different. Um, so, yeah, ideally, you know, the, the, like I said, the gentleman that we hired from Beckett, he, it's great. He's really understands what what the processes and and how to do it and what to look for and you know how detail oriented of a process that it is so yeah absolutely we'd, we'd love to hire people with that experience and it's hard really you you couldn't hire someone that doesn't get it at all right it isn't hasn't been right. a collector and doesn't you know know how that all works you know explaining grading to someone that that doesn't know it be like what are you guys talking about it's weird right so. Right, right, and 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 Darth here is, is a, a Patreon member of ours, uh, and he has a similar question. You know, what are the requirements to be hired? My little spin on top of that is, what level of of you know knowledge do they have about these different toy lines when they come into CAS? Are they are they collectors at some level? Are they familiar with the different characters? What do they need to know about the actual toys in addition to you know what they need to know about grading? So, right. So there's, there's two different things, right? There's grading and they're authenticating, right? So grading actually with, with the process that we have, I should have stepped back and I, I kind of misspoke about that. You know, it's, it's a, it's a scale, right? There's certain, you know, if there's this amount of damage, it's not going to be more than a 70, right? If it's, you know, this much damage, it's not going to be above a 60. So you could really train that to a monkey, right? Just, do you have eyes? Can you look at damage on a surface area and figure out what portion of, you know, the surface area does that, does the grade, you know, the, the damage apply to, and can you apply that against the scale and then come out with a number? 
So you don't really need to understand toys in order to grade an item. When it comes to authenticating, yeah, I mean, there's so much nuance. Even in like in, Star, in you know vintage Star Wars, all the different weapons and all that. When you go to you go to other hobbies like GI Joe is crazy, right? All you know, all the accessories that are involved in that. So you know, we there's a lot of resources that we use, um, and that experience is kind of gained over time, but you know, to put someone in that seat to help us authenticate, you wouldn't hire someone that doesn't know a ton about toys, right? We just recently hired someone who's been a collector for years. Those are the kind of people we want to hire for those roles. We have a lot of other roles, like, again, create doing shipping or um, creating the cases that you don't have to know anything about toys to do. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, Brent. Mm, mm, mm. You got a mouth fart, or uh... <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna ask. Oh, so, do you have both. monkeys? Do you have monkeys working at CES? <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't. No, they've opted for human beings. Yeah, All right, yeah. Ken Mertz is uh, is here. Thanks for joining us, Ken. Uh, sorry, you guys, just covering uh, <clears throat> your whole face is down there, but we'll do it real quick. Do you have a magical book that lists the absolute correct accessories and inserts for all the figures in open box vehicles and play sets, including international? If yes, can we have that book? Of course. Uh, that is a great question. We've actually, we talked about this on an episode just that isn't, hasn't even aired yet that we just recorded yeah, about, you know, the differences between the different grading companies and how much they may or may not care about factory correct accessories. Not, not yeah. just correct, but factory matching tell us about that so well ken's question right was was is there a book uh, let me just get to this question first before i forget right. it right? right do we have a magical book that lists the absolute correct accessories i mean really we're we're to work collectors like you guys at the end of the day we we use a lot of the same resources that folks use the, you know the Kellerman matrix um you know all the i can list a ton of different books that that help you identify weapons and, you know, repros and things of that nature. So any of that stuff online or books we use. Um, and eventually over time, once you build the expertise, you don't have to use them as much, but like start getting into some of the foreign stuff, it gets really nuanced and it's helpful to have those guides. So we use those. Um, your question was then Shane as an offshoot of that. Sorry. Remind me of that again. How much are you concerned at CAS about, matching the factory accessory to the figure um you know the different right. variations of the accessories how closely are right. you watching that so you know for years and years and years grading didn't you know if it was a blue black blaster and they went with xyz figure that was fine it didn't matter what factory it came from and that's how the grading companies have done it for years and we've kind of struggled with is all this new information's come out about matching the factory correct weapons with the correct figures if we were to do that, does that somehow diminish all the existing graded items out there? You know, and, and that's why we've kind of haven't done it yet. But we've we've been thinking about it a lot, and you know, maybe maybe charging a premium, right? Like to do it, which again, everyone's like, "Oh God, you're already at sixty nine ninety nine. What are you charges a hundred dollars for?" No, you should. Year? But it's um, more work. It takes more work. a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. a lot more work. Right. Right. So. 
And there'd be a, a, potentially a premium to that figure that would kind of justify the, you know, modest, hopefully increase in cost to do it that way. But it's absolutely something we, we're thinking about. Um, do you guys think that the market would be there for folks to do that? I, I wouldn't some, do it. I wouldn't some do it people, <laughs> some people insist on having the right accessories with the, right. you know, factory I, correct with the factory correct figure. Like some people insist on that. Yeah. Um, if you gauge us five, we don't really care. No. Right. I, I think it's not, I would only not do it for the reason that you will mess one up. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to hurt you more in the long run. You this happens on the other side. So, like, right. In, in the long run, I think it's going to come back to actually bite you guys in the butt because yeah. they're coming out with new stuff. Even though this stuff is 45 years old, people are inventing new things monthly. Shane, like Shane, actually, Shane actually found out that there is a short V gonk. <laughs> After 40 years, <laughs> Shane, Shane woke up, he was wearing a robe, he was drinking Coors Light, he was oh, naked underneath, stop. and he, and all of a sudden, there's a short V gonk. And there's always been a short V gonk. About a short V gonk all of a sudden. Well, no Shane one found it? That was your discovery? See, Ross knows about it. You, yeah. you, you, guys, are, you guys are embarrassing yourselves right now. This is what's going to happen. Let, he dug up he Gertrude, and he found out that Gertrude made the short V gonk. So then he jumped back in his pickup truck, drank his Coors Lights. And told us <laughs> they get they get so riled up when they they hear like painted legs Dean and like yellow oh eye patch prune face and stuff. I I'm with them on that. But when there's a figure that is made with a different mold, that's a variant. That's Shane, there's no Shane, other way to describe it. On the card it. back, on the card back, it never said short V gonk, did it? It's not on a variant. Back, it never God, says. God. God, it's a D formality. It never <laughs> says gonk. It's the form gonk. Yeah, there's no problem. So <laughs> here's the problem. If CIS starts doing that, and I'm just going to even say a Lobot, right? For mm -hmm. the next two years, you're going to put out a Lobot with the correct Bestman Blaster, Blaster that Blaster. came out at the exact same yeah. factory and whatnot. Then there's going to be some Momo that says, oh, I have four, I have four mocks here that are sealed, and it's from a different factory. This is all wrong. Our sample size is not like a lot to really determine to say this figure 100% came with this, you know, accessory 100% of the time. I, I just don't think it's, you know, that you guys are capable of actually doing that. Maybe with like a Yoda or a Luke Jedi, stuff like that. But some of these other figures. Some of the factories is, share accessories and all this that. This is Hong Kong in 1979. Hong Kong. <laughs> if they run out of a certain one, they're just going to use a different one. Like they didn't well, care, and that and that's care. what they did. So, yeah. like, if there was the Unitoy factory and the Smile factory, whenever they ran out of accessories, they would just get a big shipment in of stuff from another factory. The so, just because you know nine hundred mocks are are one thing, there's still a hundred mocks made a different way. Who says that the nine hundred is is the norm? I mean, John, tell them about your uh, about your Death Star Death Squad Commander or whatever. Yeah, I had a Death Squad Commander, um, and he had a V five blaster in it, and it was a that on card. That's the new one. That's that's yeah. his new variant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The non card V five blaster. <clears throat> and yeah. 
And I know a Boba Fett that was U graded by AFA. So meaning it was ripped off the card and graded and it didn't have a V5, but it was a Taiwan Boba Fett. But every single Taiwan Boba Fett came with a V5. Not one, that one. Right? But not that one. So that's where like I'm always like, you know what? Like, I'll never do that myself. I don't care about it, you know. I think well, it's a way, niche market. Too many little nuances It'd be a niche too. market for you guys. It's a lot of work. And yeah. I think that you screw like, yourself Chris, up. Chris is you. Chris Barr is correct. You'll we, lose, you'll mess one up and then you'll get hung out. We have yeah. to throw this next question up because he gave us five more dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be holding yourself up to the light if yeah. you do that. Seriously. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm glad we had this discussion. We were really thinking very hard about doing it. I think you guys raised a really good point about it caused more harm than it would do good. So, right. Yeah. Someone that, that's the last thing out I there. Do. Someone out there will have a mock that's the opposite of what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So to, to answer your question, is there a market? I I think there actually absolutely of course there is. is. Yeah. There's yeah. so many people that are obsessed with it, but. But the guys are right. I mean, you're just asking yourself just to get, you know, slapped when you're not looking, you know. I just don't somebody will I, give you an example. I just yeah. don't think it's a real market for it because it's really hard to determine what is a hundred percent absolutely correct from forty-five years ago in a Hong Kong market. Like I don't know. It's just there's there's too many avenues where it can just go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Can I sneak in a question here? What are you willing to pay five dollars? <laughs> we have questions from viewers. I um, what uh, what is your most graded line? Because everyone probably thinks it's Star Wars. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It definitely is for sure. What for sure? Uh, what's like next? N next is probably uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You get a ton of carded turtles. Actually, we we now get more, way more carded turtles than we do carded star wars just wow. you know, there's so, so much of the days. the really cherry star wars has been graded years ago right it's just true, a yeah. lot out there but there's just yeah. so much turtles that it's ripe for the picking in late 80s early 90s what's that there's a lot more of it late 80s early 90s right or you know collecting and well not, it, it, certainly that in, in addition to like over the last five to ten years as prices have gone up for that stuff it, it's worth now grading it right yeah. like when you know when a when a 10 back turtle was only 100 200 bucks like maybe that was the one that you would grade or if you had a scratch or a hot spot uh you know you guys are all like what the hell are those figures but actually most people know what those are even if you're not only yeah. star wars guy but um so i lost my train of thought what were we talking about <laughs> hey guys how's it going how's it going <laughs> How's it going? We're we're talking about how cool the loose gridded turtles look in a case. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. They look awesome. I, they I love the awesome. weapon spray. Yeah. 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 What's the five dollar question? Yeah. The five dollar question is <laughs> here's more money. <laughs> I have 115 loose graded submissions with CAS waiting to be graded. What are the current average turnaround times? Papu sucks anyway. <laughs> so what is the latest uh that you know ross what are the latest turnarounds uh for i mean we're other th other than you know what we call tier two stuff like loose loose gi joe loose turtles anything like complex customs that we really have stopped doing 
that stuff is has been a long there it's a long way but most stuff we're in like anywhere from like the 60 to 90 day turnaround currently for tier one tier one loose star wars carded i mean some there's outliers occasionally something's like in the 100 120 day turnaround um is that what you guys are seeing too on recent submissions you sent in i think you're yeah. in the the three to four month on yeah like a yeah. loose uh, vintage star wars yeah yeah the loose star wars a little bit longer in that range but the the card and box stuff is definitely coming out in like the 60 to 90 range loose star wars maybe you know getting closer to like four months but I, I think it'll be down soon. I mean, all across the board, times are coming down, which is great. That's great. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. What's the longest longest part of the process? Is it the actual grading, and uh, or is it, or is it the casing? Absolutely, the casing. Absolutely, the casing. Right. So that that's why, like, you know, what we call tier two stuff: loose GI Joe, the loose turtles with all the. You know the the case with the clips and this and you know all these little things and all the weapons that get held down like some of the stuff takes a long time really long time and so the, the queue on the tier two stuff is is very long um so you know grading an item especially a carded figure doesn't take more than a few minutes right like we, we can do that relatively fast um you know loose figures tend to be a little bit longer but um it's absolutely the fabrication of the casing. Uh, we have a question for Chris, actually. Uh, Chad Medema <laughs> wants to know, what's a Momo for us Midwesterners? <laughs> <laughs> I, I live 90 minutes from you, and I would like to know as well. You never Shane. heard someone say a Momo? No. Shane. Shane. It's like an idiot. Live, it's, it's like an idiot. I live about seven minutes from him. I have no idea what he's talking about. Same. Same. <laughs> This is only a word on his street. That's no, as far as it goes. at my old job, we used to walk around and used to always go, "What's up, Momo?" That, right. That's you, what we used to always say. You and Raul, yeah, he likes to make up, yeah. He likes to make up words in case you guys don't know. Yeah, it's blasper, probably made up. Yeah, yeah. yippee doo, right. blasper. Right, correct. <laughs> All right, and uh, and uh, just a follow back, a, a thank you to Michael Albertson again for the uh, the second uh, super chat. Appreciate that, of course. Uh, we do have some more questions. So, all right, I'm going to Sam Sam's again because I think it's a really good question. Yeah, is there any chance that. that there will be ever be a population report available? I feel like this is the next evolution in grading. Uh, that's that's been around in the past, or I don't know if that's well, an AFA thing. You forgive me, but uh, I've heard that term before. Yeah, yeah, a AFA has a population report. It's had it for you know as long as I've been collecting. Um, I, you know, I'm not, I, I don't go to their site very often. Right. Like, um, so I don't it's know down. whether there's, what's that? It's down. It's down. It down. Okay. It's right. been down since before COVID. Yeah. A couple okay. of years now. Yeah. Good. No, I like that. It is. It's been down, but they are working on it apparently. And they will, and they're going to like backlog everything and they will be updating it and releasing it soon. Apparently. Okay. Okay. Um, that's, that's what I thought. Right. So, our version of that is that, you know, the first few years that we were around, people were asking about it. We're like, uh, we've created like a couple thousand things. Like it's it's going to be meaningless to put out a population report. Now that, you know, we've created many tens, hundred thousand items, right? Like it's it's probably time for us to do it. 
Um, so it, it, it's absolutely something that we think about as well. I just, whether it's going to be today, tomorrow, six months, a year, whatever, like it, it is something I think we'll do at some point. Have you kept track of everything you've graded so far? I mean, the, that's the thing. The data is there, right? Like, you, you know, you know, versus AFA, for instance, I know, I know, you know, their submissions were all paper, right? In, until they went to a recent kind of online submission process. Ours has always been online. So, you know, there's a database that we have and all that data is there. So, you know, we really just got to make it a priority to do it at some point. Um, like I said, the first several years, it was all about like, maybe being a little embarrassed and people would be like, oh, you only graded six 12 back Luke's like you guys suck. Right. Um, <laughs> now that we've done a lot more than that, maybe, maybe it's a good time to do it. Good point. I would actually like never do one. If I work there. Interesting. What, what, what's your, Why? what's your view behind that? Well, because a lot of people say that at, um, uh, the other company, they, they will grade low so that they fix their population report. So like, Oh, interesting. I sent them probably like a hundred figures and these things were like absolutely mint. And I was getting like 70, 75, like an 80. And, you know, my opinion was they want to lower the population of a report. You know, they want like less 90s and less 85s out there. So they're just like screwing over, you know, like a whole bunch of people for like a whole bunch of months. You know, you're going to run into that. That's some conspiracy theory stuff, man. Well, <laughs> they also lost uh, stuff of mine, stole. Uh, they sent like uh, uh, so much stuff like back and said like, oh, like Luke never had this saber in, in Hong Kong and 19. Like who the hell knows that? Like. Nobody knows that. It was all like fake stuff. It really was. Ross, you should hear his thoughts on uh, 9-11 and JFK. <laughs> I mean, he's full of conspiracies. That's another episode. That. That's a different show. Right. He goes to I'm bed with you. a tinfoil hat it's, on. Yeah. It's all over the internet. It's all over yeah. the internet. I think having We're a population get Charles report. for our population report, damn it. <laughs> right. Got to prove the population report. Having a population report, I think, is actually great. I think people will love it. Yeah. Um, it no. helps to know what's what's out there. Of course, yeah. I mean, absolutely. a little bit. I mean, you you know what's out there and what's graded. You you don't know what's out there, but you'll know that there's twelve graded toxic limb boss. You know, and you know people go the extra step and say only twelve exists, and it's like no, only twelve graded. Exists. Twelve graded, yes. Right. That's the but, problem. That's the problem with that, right? That people put too much stock into it. Yeah. yeah. Is it's XYZ is rare because there's so few of them in your your home set, right? Like there's so much that's out there that's not great. They put it towards price then because then you'll see someone list an item for sale and I'll be like, this is the second uh, grade 90 for sale ever. And then it's like, well, I'm not paying you way more money because it's only the yeah. second one graded a 90. That's the thing. Like comics and cards, it really makes a lot of sense because there's millions and millions of things being graded, right? Like even I, I'd be interested to know how many items AFA is graded, right? I don't think it's millions and millions and millions, right? It's probably million two, right? But it's not to the level of like a PSA or comic, you know, PSA with cards or, or CGC and CBCS with comics. John Rula actually has 500,000 created comics at his house. <laughs> 500,000. <laughs> yeah, and he's trying to give them away. 
And he lost money on 499,999 of them. (laughs) He's selling stuff for less than what it costs to grade it. It's ridiculous. The the idea of the theory behind the population report and and, and Charles's comments about why he thinks maybe don't do it. uh, It's interesting. If, If you were starting from scratch and you could plan all this out in advance, which obviously the grading companies couldn't do. They had to start somewhere. But if you wanted to have... 95 plus be the absolute you know drop dead most gorgeous collectible and then and then kind of work backwards that would make some sense but that's not the way that it naturally progressed so the idea that there's any grading company that you know if charles theory was correct that they might be giving something a 70 or 75 or 75 plus when it it you know really could be higher or should be higher just to work backwards away from that top grade you know, that's a problem like that. You know, if that if that were true or if that just was um, an unspoken thing that they were doing just by the matter of how they grade now in 2023, it's sad because they, they were doing it because every single person said for the last like year, they're they're like really grading every figure extremely hard, like extremely yeah. hard. Well, I believe they changed the grading system about a year ago, and I think that was like known. So everything got graded a lot harder. Now, I'm just thinking to myself, if I'm grading a figure, right, and I'm looking at Charlie Bean Sacks figure, and I'm like, this thing is mint. It should be a 90. Am I going to give it a 70? No, because that one makes it way too obvious. That's something I'm going to make it like an 80. You got back like 70 grades. There was obviously something yeah. wrong on these things that we just did not see. There was nothing. And- I know we're going to say that, but there had to have been something. Because I was going to say, I trust Charles because I know how he looks at these figures. And the only person that looks closer at figures than Charles is Alamo. You know, and and he doesn't submit, you know, a lot of loose graded. So, I mean, a lot of loose figures. So, I mean, Charles was handpicking these things, holding on to them for six, nine months before he submitted. The pictures he showed were legit, like, really nice figures and I don't know why they got 70 grades. So I, I, I do because they were low in the well, lowering the population <laughs> report. <laughs> well, yeah. And Maybe Charles, this was a bit of the right a... saber with Luke. You know, can we uh, can can we say this after I get back all my figures from AFA, please? Thanks. <laughs> well, hey, I remember Charles. Just to to clear it up, this was a bit of an experiment for you because you hadn't submitted to AFA much at all or or not in a long never, time yeah, yeah, you had never. submitted everything to cas and it was a bit of a experiment for you because you wanted to see you know what the what your eyes would tell you and what the result would be different and it was shocking to you yeah yeah okay yeah see i'm actually happy because i sent in about 30 figures but my figures are not a new submission they're they all had like a broken peg inside uh-huh. ones that have just been i've had for so long so I'm like, and when they stop loose grading, I'm like, let me send them all out now and get them redone. Right. Who the hell wants a broken peg, at, you know, sitting at home? But, you know, when these things come back, because it's been a year already, I I hope it's the same grade. Who knows? Oof. But it's been a year now. So well, they were, they, they, there was a full charge. They fully charged it, right? For the, oh, the they fully charged, and it's been a year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that that's interesting. B- before I throw this up, that that's interesting. Then they're fully charging you, and you're kind of getting put to the back of the line because their regular turnaround time is not a year. So, yeah, 
it's like peg broke and too bad you're going to wait a year. I mean, I agree with Charles. I'm not sending them any loose graded figures for a submission. I'm just not. I'm going to go to CES. Mm-hmm. I just sent these in because the cases had broken, but it's still mind boggling to me that it's taken a year to put a broken peg back together. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, not surprised. Well, Something they have like, to recase it, I'm sure, but that's they should give yeah, you some give, yeah, give you but, some preferential treatment. The work is technically perfect. done with the label and the grade. They're just going to look it over real fast and say, "All right, you know, yeah, it's still an 85 or whatever." It won't be. Trust me. You'll see. Well, that's what I'm waiting for. John, what do you got? I was just going to say uh, something to kind of go along with. Uh, Adam Chitwood has a question. Uh, if I could, we could just stymie that other one for a second. But it's not. But. Uh, it says, will there ever be an option with cost of a printout of the grading deductions to show the collector what exactly was deducted in the grade? That kind of goes along with what Chris and Charles were saying about sending in figures that they thought were like flawless and then getting like a 70 grade or 75 or 80 grade on them. Yeah. So will there I ever mean, be an option? So I know that AFA does that. I've, I've received it, you know, as a, as a customer myself. And I didn't, I didn't find it very helpful, actually, right? Like, because you don't, you still don't understand. You can all it does is kind of point where there's damage on the figure, right? Like, in my eyes, can tell me, you know, there's damage on the figure, but it just doesn't explain the grading scale, right? Without kind of an excellent explanation of why certain things cost, you know, deduct more, and you know, unfortunately, we can't give that out because that's like the secret sauce, right? That's what our grading scale is. Um, yeah, we could offer it. AFA does it. I don't, you know, there's a market for it. Certainly we want to cater to our customers and provide it. Just as a customer myself, I found it to be kind of meaning meaningless and a little bit of a waste of money. We just didn't want to do that to folks. But look, if there's more people that ask for it, it's certainly something that we can provide. I agree with Ross. I've actually read like five or six of them. And outside of the obvious thing, they don't tell you nothing. So right. there's not really much in it that's really going to tell you what's wrong with it. And if if I owned a grading company, I wouldn't be giving anyone any of my secrets, so I wouldn't be putting it out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But look, look, if we could find a meaningful way to pass that information without giving away the farm, then yeah. But it's, as Chris said, that it, it's a tough one to kind of do, you know, have it both ways, I think. Yeah, and, and as somebody who does not grade, I'll tell you, it, it is interesting to take figures that you sit, you know, right in front of you with, and you think this is figure is mint, it's so nice. And then I do this, you know, and I get in here, and then I get this guy, and it's like, you know, these things were these things were not like you know painted by a machine. They were painted with certain techniques by by people, and mm-hmm. uh you get them under a magnifying glass. You see all sorts of imperfections. I mean, we're talking 1979, 1981, and you know it's easy to find imperfections even on super super nice figures. So it's interesting to think about what a grader looks at. You know, looking at these things under a microscope, so to speak. Um, and so I, 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 that's what I thought of when I heard you saying it's not so helpful to get a report saying there's a little tick on a shoulder that you can't see with the naked eye or something, you know? Right. Right. I mean, look, all all that would make you feel do is feel like an idiot that you missed it in the first place. Right. Like, which is probably what happened with Charles seventies. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) he didn't have his dick, he didn't have his dick face. Chris, I don't, I don't disagree with Charles. Like I know he knows what he's looking at, but for someone like me who just loves grading and 
that's the way I like to collect. I don't ever want to believe that there's any conspiracy in any company ever going on, which is why I'll just like, I'm always just like, no, 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 no. Cause I just love grading. It's just, it's more ammo for the people that don't like grading to ever use against grading. Yeah. So yeah. here, here's the proof. I sent AFA, I believe <laughs> 200, 250 figures. I Good Lord. Maybe, maybe got 585s or like 1085s. I didn't get 190, not at all. Not even one, not even one at a 250. That is impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. And I got a whole crap load of 70s and 75s. I don't send in a 70. A 70 is what <laughs> I throw to my, uh, my son Landon and he plays with it. I'm not sending in a 70. Not going to happen. Right. I've seen yeah. him take AFA 70 grades and put them in his driveway and put his car up on blocks to change, <laughs> to do yeah. the oil, you know, the oil deal. change. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump back over to some comments. This is a good one. I, I, I had one up. Excuse me. Uh, Edward Carpenter. I'll put yours back up in a second. Uh, Coulter says rubs versus loose limbs, which hurts a grade more. Yeah, I mean, it, it would depend on the magnitude of each, right? Like a, a arm that's like hanging like this might be, it might be, you know, detract from the grade a little bit more than like a tiny little rub. But you tend to see the rubs detract from the grade more often, right? right. And and more than loose limbs. So I'd say typically it's it's the rubs that'll hurt you more. Okay. Yeah, because you you hear that one of our favorite terms is uh, uncracked, right? Uncracked limbs, never been moved, you know, off the card. And that's great because it means it wasn't played with. That's how I take it. But certainly the visual rubs, you know, would jump out to me first. When a figure is being graded and you're looking at the presentation of a case, what are you going to see? You're not going to see a loose limb. You're going to see a rubber. Yeah. yeah. So unless you shake the acrylic and it sounds like a maraca because the, oh, the, the arms are swinging yeah. back and forth. <laughs> That's not gonna happen up. Up. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, All right. again, but the, the loose limbs do, does get to condition, right? You are, yeah. you are, you know, um, grading the condition of the figure. So it is relevant. Okay. All right. So Edward, Edward Carpenter says, this is a, you know, a, a more personal question. Ross Barr, what oh. is your right. grail piece in your collection? Well, so I, you know, I've been a Han Solo focus collector for a long time, and I I got into like really heavy with prototypes, you know, proof cards, first shots, things of that nature. A few years ago, got rid of most of that stuff because it was pretty high priced stuff that didn't, you know, didn't wasn't more interesting to me, or I didn't love more than the stuff that was more common and not crazy expensive. But used used to have, you know, I had like a Han Solo original Han Solo for a shot was was probably my grail in my collection that's mm. no longer there. Like now, um, you know, like I, more production stuff. There's nothing that's really crazy in my collection. I still have few few prototypes like a um, Revenge Proof uh, Millennium Falcon. All, all kind of framed up like the the proof for the Millennium Falcon with the revenge on it, which is pretty cool. Um, but hey, you, you have know, that on your is... you have that on your wall in your collector room. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, Star Wars wall. Yeah, yeah. He showed us that last time. Chris, yeah. I made it seem like I was at his house. Would you shut up? Oh, sorry, sorry. Man. <laughs> yeah, on that wall. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Remember that, John? Shut up, John. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> how, how about this? <laughs> how about this? Shut up. Shane said. Shane yeah. said, "Sorry, sorry. So you have the proof, and what else? What else were you? Gonna yeah, talk? I mean that, and um, 
it's it's kind of cliche, right? But like the thing that I would never get rid of, and I've I've bought and sold and bought and sold over my time collecting, and and honestly, there's nothing that I wouldn't get rid of. The one thing I would not ever get rid of, I still have most of my childhood figures, right? I know that sounds yeah. cliche, but like when I go down in my collection room, like to me, that's the most interesting thing to look at. Whether it's cliche or not, anybody who doesn't have any, like myself, yeah. is super jealous of that statement. Absolutely, uh, yeah. I totally can relate to it because I was upset the the day I found out my mom threw them out, even though I didn't play with them anymore. And here I am, you know, forty five. So Charles right. sold all of mine, so I, I, you know, that's why I don't have any left. Tacos, yeah. Ross, mild, are, they, are those mild graded? sauce? Ross, oh, are those graded? Or is your is your childhood collection graded? Or? It's it, it's funny that you you mentioned. I don't remember who you said. Maybe uh, Scott Baker, right? Mm -hmm. Said that he did his childhood collection. Yeah. I might do that. I never considered doing it before. Yeah. But I, I, and if I did, I would totally grade them. I would not. I would, I would not archive them. I'm just, I would I'm get like a uh, shitty CS twenty. That's awesome. Yeah. 20s, thirties. <laughs> right. I would. I'm just really. I, I just don't want to let them out of my sight. You know, I'd hate to like lose, yeah, them, you know, like lose them in the mail. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah there's some fair. certain stuff well, that we I never just, lose like, anything at CES. We never lose anything. No, never. Yeah, <laughs> they only they <laughs> only lose paploos. Only paploos. Right. Nothing exactly. Else. Yeah, only no, paploos. I mean, you only paploos, Brandon. You're a little different. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I, like I just want to take I just want to take a second to tell Ross that if he is interested in 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 archiving or grading the the childhood figures, starting tomorrow there is a fifteen percent off Black Friday sale at CAS, so you could you could take advantage of that and submit your childhood figures. So everybody who's watching, go ahead over to nice. CAS's website tomorrow and take a look at their Black Friday sale. All right, let's uh, let's get into some more of these. We're gonna fire through some of these. There's a ton of questions. Uh, yeah, there really are. Uh, Adam okay. Gothard is checking in. What are some of the basic tools or checks that each piece goes through? Uh, UV light, reference books. You talked a little bit about you know what your references are, but yeah, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. Um, certainly, UV light to look for uh, ink touch-ups and things of that nature. Um, there's magnification that's used. Um, various types of light. Um, and, you know, and again, we talked about the reference books as well. When it comes to authentication, there's a whole host of resources that we use. And one thing that I actually didn't mention before that's really important that, you know, there's a limit to what the folks at CES know, but we're fortunate to have a very extensive network of experts in all different sorts of toy lines that we consult with all the time, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just people within the four walls of CES. There's a lot of people that we've leaned on over the time to for a second opinion or um, that may know stuff better than we do, right? Like we're not, you know, all knowing on everything. So um, good and very fortunate to have a good network. Good, good. All right, great. And uh, I'm going to jump over to... I well, like that I one where that guy thanked me for uh, forming CES. We had that up for a second. That's it <laughs> not really a question. That was great. I was told that I was just going to be getting abused the whole night. That no one <laughs> could put up really fast. So, yes, I wanted us to all the positive, like a little bit, but like you know, like not too long. Right. We actually, quick. We actually banned that guy. He's actually booted already. So <laughs> you banned. You banned. Right. You banned. kind jerk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to remind everybody to please check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Five Idiots Talking Toys, and please subscribe to this YouTube channel if you like this show. We'd love to have you come back and see more episodes. 
here is TB. I believe this is Kyle Arger singer. Uh, will the Black Friday sale include fast turnaround time for any certain items? 30 day mock turnaround, for example. That's a good question. No, unfortunately, it's not. It's, it's just a 15%. Um, we're going to do it for the whole week, though. It's going to start tomorrow and then go through the following Sunday. Okay. Um, but, you know, one of, the, one of the things that we found did work this year is doing that at certain times, right? Like, we'll probably do kind of a 30 day turnaround promotion at slower times to kind of get submissions in. Right. Like we're like any other business, you know, knowing, you know, restaurants on a Tuesday night will will do specials or whatever, because it tends to be a slow night. January, February tend to be a really slow time for grading submissions. Right. It's kind of the holiday hangover. People aren't really doing it. They're saving okay. their money or they just blew, blew their money in at Christmas time. So, you know, I think a few times a year, people look out. We'll probably do turnaround time promotions, but not a Black Friday. Okay, guys, we just had another Five Idiots Talking Toys exclusive. Ross says if you hold on to your mocks until January, February, <laughs> uh, there is a possibility. I'll leave an out for you. Possibility that you'll have a quicker turnaround time. So if you are thinking about it, I mean, it's it's heading into December already. If they right, say right. there's a slower time of year, it might not be a bad idea to hold on to it for a month and see what happens. So, Although so I'll tell you. I'll tell you, I mean, 15% off is pretty compelling. Well, and I, the carded turnaround is now like 60 days. So you really I mean, if, if you sit and wait until January, February, it's already halfway over if you send it in now and getting money off. So I'd be right. sending it in now, getting money off, and January, February, you're getting items back, hopefully. Exactly. exactly. Chris, Chris is so logical. I love it. He sets me straight. Someone has to he, be. he sends everybody in the same direction, the right direction. He doesn't uh, believe Vic in the G theories. Yeah, no, I don't believe I don't believe in theories. Never. What, what about well, not theories, but how about conspiracies? Or is that your brother? Oh, I got another. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you, Vic, for the super chat. Thank you, Vic. Thank you for the uh, four dollars and nine cents, Vic. I think you still owe Chris uh, thirty dollars for shipping. Yeah, last I, item. Yes, but yeah. um, yeah, yeah. Out of out of us six, has anyone ever sailed around the world? Correct. That's a question. No, right? No. So, Brandon has. Brandon has. I am. I am in the Navy. Brandon has. Maybe uh, the world is flat. It, uh, <laughs> I, I fell off. <laughs> he fell, I fell off. off. Oh, it's flat. The end. He, Brandon the reached end the end and he came back. Yeah, he I turned saw around. The end. I was drunk. I blocked out. I woke up and I was at the beginning of the end. <laughs> correct. Your correct. helicopter cannot fly around the world. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> so, but my helicopter, never... my helicopter goes on a ship, Charles. <clears throat> so you're so you're a fake helicopter. Someone else actually brings you around. Okay. Next question, <laughs> Charles. We have a guest and we have questions here. You talk to Brandon about his his helicopter another time. Jim Frederick says, "What do you see as the next collectible that'll be available for grading?" I see now you are able to grade video games, VHS tapes. And like you mentioned on the last time you were on our show, uh, the new uh, music grading service, yeah. with DVD, uh, I'm sorry, uh, CDs, uh, records, of course, cassette tapes, even. Yep. Yep. The, that's uh, a affiliate of, of CAS's audio media grading does vinyl records, cassette tapes, all that, the, the chain said, um, which I, th I think in a few years, people were really seeing is a, is a huge market and, um, we're doing some stuff that will come out soon with AMG that 
I think is going to be great. And that, that company, I think, is going to go far. But, you know, as you said, video games, VHS, vinyl. But the one thing, I don't know if you guys have seen this auction, but electronics, right? So an iPhone, for instance. I don't know if you saw that LCG auction, the last couple ones, sealed first first issue yeah. um, iPhone going for like 160 grand. Yeah, crazy. Right? And it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a little box with cellophane. Um very easy to grade and when the so when the prices weird. are that high it makes a lot of sense to grade it so and yeah. for anybody who didn't catch that there was a little bit of a hook with that it was a certain size gigabyte of the iphone that was out on shelves for about a month and i think that apple is is quoted as saying they recognized very quickly that it was too small it wasn't a big enough right. storage so they pulled it and uh and released a larger size hard drive but that made it that much more rare in package because it was out rare. for such a short short period of time. Yeah. So very interesting to see those things. Sure. I have one so question all about the hard drives. <laughs> I actually have a question for Ross if I'm allowed to uh, ask. I don't sure are, Mr. Barr. Did um, Neil Armstrong really land on the moon? <laughs> because, you know, according to Charles, there's a lot of uh, conspiracy theories out there. Not, uh, not about space. Oh, okay. Oh, space is real. Yes, Sorry, okay. space is correct. All right. Uh, I have to throw up another super chat from Nopes6. I will be at CAS on Cyber Monday. Should I submit already via internet on Friday, or do I get the same specials on Monday if I submit them at the store? Um, yeah, look, if, if you're going to be at CES on Monday, just email kelly at info at collectorarchive.com and just say look i'm showing up on monday can i still get the black friday so we'll hook you up okay, especially great. since you spent ten dollars so make it make it worth your make it worth your while yeah so let me say this way the more that you give to the five Oops. idiots via patreon the better that you'll do at ces so everyone wins <laughs> so keep keep spending money i'll send i'll give you freebies or something at ces that's what we're gonna do now. good, we're good to know good to know make and sure that you grade them all 70 Right, <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to put FITT on the label. It's our it's our fault. Yeah. Well, anybody who's watching, there's there's quite a few people still here. Thanks for hanging with us. If you do go and visit our Patreon, you become a member. You're going to get early access to all of our content, sneak previews of collectibles that will go for sale on Rogue Five Toys, as well as uh, custom videos, exclusive videos that we put out just for our Patreon members. So thanks for following us there as well. And I see, well, this is just a comment from Sean. This is kind of throwing back to what we said before. Sean does like to match all his accessories factory-wise, but uh, he acknowledges that it's not for everybody. So some people are pretty serious about it. This is a good one. Ken, Ken Mertz has for you, Ross, as a collector, do you ever see something or get something in at CAS? It's so insanely rare, you're tempted to shove it in your pants and run out the door. All the time, all the time. <laughs> I, I have an obsession with shoving things in my pants, though. So So does Ken. I was going to say, so does Brandon. So you guys should all hang out. <laughs> there are kindred spirits, my friend. Yes. <laughs> all right. Very good. I have to believe you see so, such cool stuff there. I mean, even if it's, even if it's not the most rare thing i'm sure you see some things you haven't seen in a while or yeah. you know it's a version that you hadn't seen in person it's just got to be great to see some of that i know you're not there all the time i'm not it won't to be, be fair yeah, you're, actually, you live in new jersey 
Yeah, I live in Jersey, but I'm down there, you know, a couple times a year at least. And, you know, when I'm there, you can imagine we we have all these carts with all this stuff that's that's there that's ready to go through the process. And um, it's it's amazing. Like when I just walk around and look at all this stuff, you know, you got several thousand pieces there at any time. So it's it's great. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, again, like as we're all collectors, right? You imagine as a collector, if you had you know, the ability to go in to see all that stuff. It's just, it's awesome. It's awesome. I know just like selling toys in general, and I'm sure John experiences this, you come across a lot of stuff that you're selling, so you're always seeing this cool stuff. I can't imagine working at a grading company and seeing a mm-hmm. hundred mm-hmm. times better stuff, product coming in. I, you know, it's, I want to keep yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. That, that's got to be one of the more fun parts of the, the gig, you know, is to be able to, to have that inside view. Yeah, um, for sure. You, you talked a little bit about this, you know, so forgive me if you kind of said enough, feel free to let me know. But uh, sure. Darth is asking to describe a little bit about the process. Maybe you could even break it down to the ABCs. You know, the, the figure comes in the mail. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's unpacked. You know, just kind of talk about the quick process, even from the door. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Darth didn't pay, so I should still answer the question, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. this All right. All right. Darth, you, you get this one for free. The next one's going to cost you money. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how it is. So we have an initial receiving and, you know, item comes in, we open a box very carefully, obviously inspect it, check it against, uh, the order, make sure that everything is there. Um, you know, if a Papalu is missing, we'll, we'll let someone know. Right. Um, and then it then, <laughs> then goes to, we create a work order and hologram, right. Kind of, that's the beginning of the process and it, it kind of sits on the side for a second until it, until it gets graded, um, grading is the next part of the process. Um, you know, it goes in the grading department, you get a grade. Then after the grade is created, we then create a label. Um, the label has the information, has the grade. Uh, I'm just trying to think through that. And in the meantime, you know, we sent out like a cut sheet. Every single submission has a particular case that's assigned to it based on what it is. If, you know, if it's the the same item we've received a thousand times, a loose Luke Skywalker figure, you know, we've a whole kind of set of uh, CAD drawings of, you know, what the casing is. Uh, and then it goes out to our acrylic department. They create the case. Case comes into our fabrication department. At that point, the figure has been graded. There's a label. The label's with the figure. And then the case comes into the, to the fabrication department. And then figure goes into the case gets all all finished up then we do kind of the the rest of the process to clean up the case and get it all shiny and looking good um then it goes to our shipping department where uh it's put in the poly bag i still don't understand how those people put stuff in the poly bag that well and that tight and with everything no matter how many times i try to do it myself i can never do it as well as the people uh in our shipping department all of whom have certainly passed third grade um and <laughs> then uh actually before it's put in the poly bag we photograph every single pictures, item yeah. photography mm-hmm. what's that i was gonna say pictures yeah pictures exactly which is again i you know it's not it's not something that people talk about a lot and i really do think it's something that that sets uh us apart from any of the other grading companies is that and i don't know do you, you guys saw a decent amount do you use those pictures or do you take new pictures when when your items come back no 
You take new pictures? Oh yeah, yeah, always. I, I like I don't see. I guess I don't understand that. Like you, you can, especially if you're selling it, you don't ever have to take it out of the poly bag. You just go online. Like stuff can happen from from like you to me, and then like I have sure, it sure. on my shelf for three weeks, and then you know the sun hits it, or you know it's just not. It's not like a live photo of what you're buying. It's a live photo of what you had like three weeks ago. You know, he yeah, shows it on Wins and Wiss, and he rubs his dirty well, fingers all over it. And mm-hmm. he has the problem is that someone's going to sell the item six months down the road and say, "Here, yeah. I'm just going to use a CAS picture instead because I'm too lazy." Meanwhile, it's been six months. The case yeah. could have gotten scratched, jacked up. Something could have happened to it. And now you get it, and you're like, "This is not what the picture is." And That's right. what a Momo would do. A Momo. <laughs> I was saying more like if you're selling the item immediately after you get it back, like all the all of what you were just saying in your greasy fingers and like the sun, like it, it probably didn't have an impact on it. I and mean, what you're showing is not misrepresenting the item. Yeah, what I wanted to know is is do the do the graders or the handlers at CAS wear white gloves when they touch the acrylic? And while they have the white gloves on, do they start eating cheese doodles and then pick up the figures like Chris Wildminster does? <laughs> right. So great. I mean, it's interesting. We we've had some videos of of the fabrication process, and people have said like, "Oh my God, your people aren't wearing white gloves." Like, first of all, when you're you're doing all this stuff and and you know fabricating acrylic cases like. Wearing the gloves just wouldn't work. You're more likely to drop it with those gloves on. It's slippery. It's slippery. slippery. Yeah. So, I mean, after the process is done, they they wipe the inside of the case. They wipe the outside of the case. So, I mean, do fingerprints occasionally happen? Yeah. And if they do, we hear about it and we take it back and we'll fix it and all that. But pretty rare. It's pretty rare. They wipe them down pretty good. Brandon, I just want to ask you real quick. Uh, we have a giveaway here, a $50 gift card to the best question. I meant to ask this to you about 40 minutes ago, but uh, as the secretary of Five Idiots Talking Toys, are you keeping track of your favorites for us to vote on, or do we have to do this after the fact? Uh, I have one favorite so far. Okay. All right. So I have my favorite also, and I think um, before we end, us five just say it out loud, and oh the one that gets the most votes gets it. All right. I should have kept these starred so I could see them. But uh, Left Coast Graphics says, does it cost more to grade a vinyl Cape Jawa than a faded purple smock Ugnot? If so, why? That, it, it's, an, it's a funny question, but it's interesting because yeah, is there a difference of, of effort, cost, you know, what goes into the process, authentication for yep. one figure to another? So, so interestingly, when one of the things that I like the most as a customer of CES before I became an owner is in, immediately when they came out, they said whether you know it's a, a loose figure is a uh, a purple purple smock Ugnot or a vinyl cape Jawa, it's the same size case, right? It's going to be the same cost. Whereas AFA, you know, everything was value based. The more value. That an item have, even if it's exactly the same size, the exact same amount of acrylic, it would charge more based on the value. CS said, we're not going to do that, right? So that was a model for a very, very long time. Now, eventually, you know, we said like a DT Luke or, you know, DT Vader, Vinyl Cape Jawa, prototypes, things that require a little bit more authentication, as Brandon said, right? Like it, it makes sense to charge a little bit more. So we have a, it's a modest, it's, 
maybe 50 or 100 bucks more to grade a vinyl Cape Jawa than a purple smock Ugna. Um, but by and large, there's no value base to our, our cost. Um, and so, you know, like I said, it's, it's very few items. Most of them, are, you know, if it's the same size it cost, whether it's a $1,000 figure or $100,000 figure. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm thinking, like, what else would be on that short list? DT Vader, you know, something where you have to authenticate the saber and the and the filament and stuff, like something like that? Is that 100%. right? Okay. Yep, yep. So, Look at me. It's almost like I'm a grader. I'm a, I'm a grader submitter. Well, he, he already too. said that. He All said right. that one already. Yeah. Let's not yeah. get crazy, Shane. <laughs> he already said the DT Vader four yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here managing 500 <laughs> comments, listening to Brandon's helicopter stories. Hey. Shane, <laughs> Shane, take a lap. <laughs> take I'm a gonna lap. Take, I'm gonna <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Does CIS currently is AI use AI to help in the grading process? If not, do you anticipate ever integrating AI into grading? Did AI generate this question? <laughs> I was thinking the same yeah. thing. Damn. <laughs> right? Right. Jeez. I think Sam wrote it to make it look like AI might have generated this question. But, <laughs> um, it's it's an interesting thing. And you know, I haven't given that a lot of thought. I'd be I I wonder how it could get uh, integrated into the process, but Sam, if you have any ideas, let me know if this really Sam. is Sam asking the question. Sam, or... Sam what, are, what are you drinking? <laughs> yeah, that's it's all a great question. It's all over the place. Since uh, Shane's not here, right. Shane, Shane is one of those guys repeats what was just said and then takes the credit. That, that's, that sounds like Shane, yes. Can we go with statement, winning statement, or does it have to be a question? <laughs> I'm good with either. I'm good with either. Okay. Uh, so here's a, a question from Benny. Is the processing of labeling different with a different grader? For example, I see some Java labeled with dark stitch, while some uh, do not mention it. Is it the process of labeling different with different graders? No. I mean, you know, Ideally, everyone gets every variation every single time. But at the end of the day, we're not AI bots like uh, the one that generated the last question, um, <laughs> right? We're, we're, we're made up of human beings, right? And human beings make mistakes. Now, it's our, it's our charge to minimize mistakes as much as possible. But, you know, you guys have submitted to CES, know that mistakes happen. It just, it's just part of the process, right? Ron, so I think uh, also with Benny is that, Older cases have evolved over time. So yeah. when you labeled something 10 years ago, yeah. the label itself might have changed where it's not a dark stitch, it's like a dark brown and a light brown. So just to get more descriptive have changed over the years. That's a very good point, too. Now, now Ross, when yeah. when said person submits that Jawa with the colored stitch, let's say he thinks it's a purple stitch because it's, I don't know, it looked purple to him in the sunlight. Yeah. Um, how so do you take that like hey i'm submitting my purple stitch jawa or a jawa for example like do you yeah. guys look at it and determine what color the stitch is and correct correct that or do you expect that person to submit that saying hey it's, it's just a jawa and then you guys determine what color the stitch is yeah i mean a common well actually almost all variations that aren't like you know 
completely out there, like new ones that, you know, four people in the hobby have noticed, you know, like the very common variations, we will look for them and we will label them. It's certainly helpful if you make a submission, you see that variation to put it in the, in the notes to your submission. Okay. And that'll kind of trigger a review. But, you know, at this point, we know most of the, the pretty well accepted variations will label it accordingly, even if you don't mention it. Okay. They, uh, they uh, send you an email, Brenner. So I sent in one that I thought was like a green stitch or like a black stitch. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Then they a black stitch. It's just a regular <laughs> brown or dark brown or whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's so hard on that particular figure to see yeah, what's going on is. there. Well, you, Charles, you know why we did that? We were trying to preserve our population report and we didn't want new, <laughs> new variations. <laughs> I, was, <clears throat> I was like 50 50 on it. So I sent it in and I'm like, I think it's this, but if they send me an email, I'm fine with it. So I was fine with it. Yeah. Hold on, you were trying to fool us then? You're trying to no. slip one past us? <laughs> is the world flat or is it you've, round? You've just you've just flagged every future order you sent in. Right, right. <laughs> Look twice at any Charles Wildminster uh, submission. Well, because uh, when you send in a Jawa, like uh, some of them, uh, they're not like a hundred percent of the green stitch. Like it'll have like mostly green oh, yeah. stitch and then some Multi brown stitch. How do you know what they're going to grade it? I wasn't sure. Yeah. So. yeah. I'm pretty sure I know that like AFA, when they're grading a stitch for a Jawa, they go with what's like the most color used. So if you see green and you see brown, but there's more green than is brown, then it gets labeled green. Pretty sure. I have no idea. I'm not a grader. I have no idea. I should know that, right? I should know that. Maybe. Yeah. All right. So next next question from Ken Mertz is, uh, if a submission arrives obviously damaged in transit, like a mock with a burst bubble or smashed uh, vehicle box, do you get in touch first thing? Do you, do you grade as is? That's the question I'll you know let you answer. 100% we get in touch, right? Both both like for transparency and like covering our ass too, right? I mean, you know, you don't, if you open something like that and that's the condition it's in and you assume that it was sent that way, man, you can be really in a, in a tough spot as the grading company when at the end of the process, someone's like, that's a 40, right? I didn't submit that. So yeah, before even we go into the process, we will send a picture and send it to folks. I mean, it doesn't happen that often, but it happens, you know, we get thousands of items, right? So it, it happens, certainly. Is there any part of the process that you've had to implement over time due to a couple of outliers? Do you photograph or 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 video record, you know, opening these packages? I mean, it sounds like a lot of extra work, but is there yeah. just a camera in the room where these things are unpacked just to cover your butt? Yeah, we've it doesn't happen that often where we've been challenged by someone saying, Hey, it wasn't like that when I sent it or what have you, or you know, any sort of issue like that, that would require videoing. The, the, the tougher one is when we take stuff, it shows, right. Mm -hmm. If we take in a submission to show it, it ends up being damaged. Then it's a, he said, he said, she said issue about whether that was the condition that they handed to, to us at a show. Um, but one of the things we are considering doing, just like you said, Shane, and I'm not just repeating you to get credit, um, is that that <laughs> putting video as we're opening. It's actually something that we're going to implement pretty soon. 
for that yeah, reason. As I was as I was saying that, I was thinking like to put it to, to literally be videoing opening the boxes is so much extra time and work. But you know what we'll do? Have days, it yeah. overhead. Have it overhead, like right. Like a casino. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That did actually happen to me though, Shane. I handed in an item to CAS, the one that I won from uh, from uh, the Morphe auction. Mm-hmm. And when I got it done, the, it, it was a sealed Wampa box, but I got it as qualified. But if you go back and look at the Morphe auction, I bought it sealed, but it came back qualified. So it must have, I don't know, opened. So it, it popped, popped in it, transit. Mm. Must have, yeah. So the popped Wampa, the lost Paplu, a lot of conspiracies going on. <laughs> <laughs> There's no conspiracies. Ross hasn't even heard about them, which means I just brush it right off and you move on. That's it. Like, what are you going to do? Ross yeah. has a live video. The lady's opening your box. There ain't no Paplu in there. Mm-hmm. I would say in Ross's defense, typically as an owner, you don't really, you know, he get to hear about every single thing that happens. No, of there course no. Day, so. I actually, of course very, very few of them. I only yeah. hear about the really, really sticky ones, actually. Right? Yeah. Like, those are the ones that are fun, real fun. And mm-hmm. then do you, <laughs> do you want to message Ross with every single complaint that you have? No, of course not. No, no. we're actually all friends with Ross. So at the end of the day, yeah. who cares about a lost pop loop? Who cares? Yeah. Michael, I who cares? I reimbursed him. I took care of it. <laughs> Who cares? Hey, we All have right. Another, uh, yeah. We have another super chat. Oh, really? Uh-oh. Yep. Adam Gothard. <clears throat> Thank nice. you, Adam. Uh, thanks, thanks, Adam. That's, cool. thanks, Adam. That's like a triple, a triple uh, deal there. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate Ooh. that. Adam is a, a patron of our of our Patreon channel as well. Thank you for that. Uh mm. I just had a question What's up, Kyle? up here. Where was the question I was just going to put up? Uh, oh, this is an interesting one from Kyle. Did, is this what yeah. was just up? No. No, it was a comment. Mm. Ross, do you have any questions for the idiots? So oh, I got a lot of questions. <laughs> I got a lot of questions. So I got a lot of problems with you people. I'm going to start grilling you guys now. About Paplu's and popped uh, yeah. wampas. No, first of all, that is cool, Chris. I, I'm I'm sorry that stuff happened. We'll make it up to you at some point. I appreciate you being cool. Um, what? So the Patreon stuff. What? Tell me about that. And what do you guys? What do you guys do with the money? Good question. We haven't done anything with it. Yeah. So I want to <laughs> become a Patreon. I want to become a Patreon supporter. But I I want to make sure that oh. this is not like some money laundering uh, scheme. No. You guys are doing. No. It goes some, directly to the show. Shady shit. It goes so we, directly. <laughs> This is gym membership, you know. We have a PayPal account. Honestly, it just all goes into one PayPal account. Okay. I don't think we've ever seen a dollar because just using this streaming platform right here, I think it's 500 bucks for the year. So it kind okay. of just goes to cover our course. Like we got headphones and we got like mics to kind of upgrade our systems over the past two years. But like, you know. And it'll go for, you know, giveaways and stuff to give back to the patrons. Yeah. Okay, so it's basically like a fun to make the podcast better for everyone, right? And to keep it going, going, and, and, and to keep it going because, yeah. like, we actually are spending money, not only time, but we're spending money doing this. Yeah. So, and and to look, kill- I, I, 
Sorry, go ahead, Shane. I was just going to say to peel back the curtain a little bit further. Yeah. The first year that we did this, you know, whatever the costs were, which there there certainly was, was just out of our pocket. It was a hobby, an additional hobby in, beyond collecting. And and so we footed the bill for that, happily so, and, and put our time in. And then uh, we got finally got to the point where we could monetize the YouTube channel. And, you know, you have to hit certain follower limp numbers and such yeah and view hours and it's it's you know obnoxious you know things but even then we went forward the next year i, I think we make twelve dollars a month guys twelve seventy five <laughs> i mean yeah, it is we, pathetic yeah, youtube not does, even that not even that. google does not pay anything when you hear about these youtubers like you know these influencers i mean they have two million followers but also even going back when you started hearing about this that was the earlier days of YouTube. I mean, even as recent as say five years ago, now they don't pay anything. Yeah. They used to pay a lot more than what they're actually paying now. And we know people that have had channels for three, four, five years, and they're like, oh, yeah, it used to be great. You know, you have, you know, certain kind of, you know, couple thousand followers, you would do okay. So we, we uh, opened up the Patreon just this past summer, end of the summer, August. Yeah, because we said there there were people reaching trying to be out like John to us. Rula? You're trying to be like John Rula. Basically. Yeah, we're trying to be we're yeah. trying to pass him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but people would reach out to us, people like Kyle, people like Adam, who was just on the screen, and they said, you know, you know, what can we do to help support the show? We love the show, we watch every episode, just really kind. And can, can I throw a couple bucks at you? And there wasn't a way to do that. And we said, Well, let's let's offer a way that we can make additional content that just mm -hmm. will be for them. Uh, let's offer ways for them to get the show early for them to see collectibles that are about to come up for sale and be ready to hit that, you know, claim button uh, when they go live, that kind of stuff. And we're going to think of more things, but like Chris said, finally we've gotten a way to pay for, you know, the software and stuff like that. That's it. And then we have fun and we don't have to have the stress of, uh, we really need to, you know, get this service or this, you know, piece of equipment or something. Yeah. Well, you guys aren't doing it for the money anyway. No. You're doing it for the no. chicks, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Brandon in the bikini. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon. Brandon wears his uniform. He gets off the USS flag, and he he's uh. Hey, I'm on I'm on YouTube. I got a podcast. Hey, hey, that's how I get Ross in those pink shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In. Just want to please you guys. So what can I say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like for instance, like Brandon goes to Disney World like I don't know, 13 times a year, 14 times a year. When he goes, we actually make stickers, five inch talking toy stickers. He just walks in the park and he's throwing them in the air. He goes into <laughs> the bathroom, he's throwing them in the stalls. He's just throwing them everywhere. That costs money. Now, maybe yeah, one yeah. person right. might subscribe, right. but you know. <laughs> All right, sorry, I got more questions. Am I? Okay. That was my. Yeah. I only got one question. No, you get another one, but we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get. Tell me about the genesis of the podcast. Like who it's came five up hours. with the idea? How did it's you guys all come together? It was. <laughs> it was. It was John. We went to uh, the IC Con. John uh, messaged us because us, you know, five were hanging out or whatever. Um, the only reason Brandon's here is because he bought a a. <laughs> Uh, Luke Jedi saber off me, and I handed it to him at the IC con. And the guy bad. wouldn't leave, he wouldn't leave me across side. Like, we were walking all over the place, we would like look back and be like, He's following us, he's still following us. 
he's following us again. So uh, uh, we went home. False. We had <laughs> we had just like so much fun. And John sent us a met. Hey, what's up, buddy? What's up, so, buddy? so I I also had to say too. I don't know if you guys I I told you this before, but my son, this is my son Eli, who's fourteen years old. What's up, um, man? He he and his buddies in their biology class, and maybe they Googled me or something. They found the podcast that I was on, and they're now obsessed with it. <laughs> it's like 14-year-old buddies love the show, right? Nice. They're like always talking oh, about gosh. the five idiots. So, Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. So, Eli, they you around? Yeah, they have to subscribe, yeah. Are they subscribed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. E- Eli, do you go around school talking about how famous your dad is with 45-year-old nerds who live in their mom's basement <laughs> and collect uh, old figures, old toys? Yeah, all the time. Okay, good. All right, good. <laughs> yeah, so we're in good company then. We had to uh, send them we had to send them some free t-shirts to wear in high school yeah. and wear yeah. it around the hall. Outdated shirts. Yeah. I, I love how Chris says we have to, and Chris has been holding all of our shirts hostage for you six were, months. Yeah. You were triple XL. That's me, Eli. That's me. Yeah. Thank you. Take care, Eli. Triple, we'll send you a triple XL. <laughs> is that all we have left? <laughs> all right. So Matt Matt Neef is jumping in here. Ross, can you Ooh, put to bed the burning question of whether your shorts <laughs> at ICCC – were pink or salmon? And secondly, why exactly did Rula steal them? <laughs> they were salmon. salmon. They were salmon, right? I think uh, salmon's a little, a little sexier. And I don't know. The Rula stole them. I don't know. There were I, salmon or salmon. Salmon. <laughs> I disagree. I think they were hot pink, personally. Ross, there were. were pink. So no, many... sorry, I'm forgetting which ones. They were pink. He mixed them up pink. with the salmon they, ones. Not pink. They were not pink. salmon. So he actually had salmon ones too, then. Okay. Correct. Yeah, yes. I do have salmon ones too. No doubt. No doubt. There were so many comments early yeah. on. I'm going all the way back now. Yeah. You know, where there were so many, I skipped over them. There's, yeah, there's a lot of comments here that we're just not going to be able to get to. Yeah. You wear pinks. Wow, there's a lot. Whoa, there's a lot on the shorts, man. Jeez, yeah, I'm telling you, there's so many. Dude, miss opportunity to show. <laughs> miss opportunity to show up in the pink shorts, man. I yeah, that would have been great. I blew it. All right, well, guys, what do you think here? We're we're an hour and forty minutes in. There's there's a couple of. Pick a there's, question and yeah, I mean, there's a couple. Somebody... That we, some of them are similar to what we've already, you know, kind of put up. But um, you know, Adam is giving you a, you know, a, a backhanded comment, a compliment again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing a, a grading company with uh, some integrity. Um, that's kind. That's kind of it, it from what I see, John. And you're looking at the questions. I don't. A lot um, of the stuff we've covered. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, double questions. A lot of, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sam. Sam knows a variant when he sees one. Yeah. Uh, Leftco says, "Congrats on being the number two podcast in the entire." John and Chris found some website or or built it. I don't know. They built their own website and made us number two in the entire world. No, 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 no. There's a website. Yeah, it's 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 legit because I've been following it, and there's like. 956 podcasts that 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 they go through and they rate the top 40 and 
first we were number 11, then we were number eight, and now we're number two. Like, yeah, and then it bounce around. It, yeah, it, but... it does, but we never really go any lower than like out of mm. five or 10. Yeah. But John and I are proud, and then you three momos are sitting there like this. <laughs> Because to me, it doesn't seem like a real website. It's like, I mean, why doesn't it seem like a real website? I don't get that. If you type it in, if you type it in Google, it's the only one that comes up. It's How fancy one. of a website do you think there's going to be for grading toy <laughs> podcast? <laughs> of course, it looks like crap. Come on, but that's it's not grading. Point. It's not grading a toy podcast. It's rating, rating, whatever. Rating. All right. Uh, and Ross, uh, this might be the last one. You well, can know just when we make it on billboard. And... When we make it on billboard, then I'll believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ross, you can just go ahead and say the word "pass." That would be fine. <laughs> what, what's pornog? animals and hogs and things. He wants to become a greater. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. This is the same guy who he thinks to... John Jameson. I know him. So, I don't think he, he knows the world, obviously. He yeah. believes the world is round, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I, we okay. have a, I think we have a question for, for Ross as a podcast. Ross, are you familiar with the 16 face variants of the B Wing pilot? I, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, I think John is the only one who is familiar, but he's going go yeah. to go to his grave with it. You know, I'm going to. I'm going to compile uh, photo evidence of this fact. It's been two years. Nice. I know it has been. It has been, and it's been. I've never heard of one other person say it before. Well, obviously, you're not paying attention to social media, mm -hmm. because <laughs> where is it on? The you also you also disagree that we're the number two podcast and toy podcast in the galaxy, but all all I say is. <clears throat> I'm not going to down the rating. I'm just going to say, look up who runs the site. That's it. His name that is. doesn't matter. That's it. <laughs> that doesn't even matter. Um, His name is Juan yeah. Jalden. <laughs> no, it is a legitimate site. There are some other podcasts on there that I've listen to yeah i listen to them all you of, know, co of course yeah. you would mix in some other real ones john it has to look real oh, this is a real one. Oh, okay uh all right ross uh last question yeah. tonight i think we you've been really gracious with your time thank you so much for hanging with oh, us great it's been a lot of fun who is your favorite star wars figure and why is it hammerhead oh come on <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna allow you to answer han solo so give us a fresh answer whether it's from childhood a figure that you solo. just remember yeah. Of course it is, but what what other figure would you give us that you, whatever your reason is, whether you just love the figure itself, whether you like the character, what jumps in your brain? Luke Exwin, no doubt, okay. no, no question about it. One of one of my favorite figures is is a is a kid. Solid I think the choice, yeah, like the yeah. blue love the blue him. background with the orange, just you know, I, I think there's something about actually the about the eye that two colors that mix together make brown are actually appealing, right? Like. Christmas green mm -hmm. and red go well together. Yep. Orange and orange and blue um, go together well. Like the Minnesota Vikings, the yellow and purple mm -hmm. go together. Like two colors that mix together go to brown. I don't know why that is. I, 
Or maybe I'm just making that well, up. Well, they're, 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 <laughs> I don't know. No, like, it's interesting. I've never heard somebody that. say the brown angle before, but it's be, they're absolutely called complementary colors, you know, for complimentary sure. Complementary colors. Yeah. All right. There is something to that. They're opposite That's of each other on the color wheel. So they're complementary. Right. Right. There you go. Science. Uh, yeah. Once every two hours, I can chime in with something intelligent. All nice. right. I think that's going to do it, right, guys? We need to give away the the the, the yeah, uh, dollars. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to our secretary first, Brandon Alamo. Uh, recall your favorites that you'd like to be voted on, or however you want to do this. Um, I think Brandon should just pick it. No, I'm good with that. Good with that. Screw <laughs> Brandon. How about we just vote? Let's vote on it. Vote. Go around. Okay. You get us some options then. Yeah, like my, my favorite is everybody my has favorite is, I'll go with mine first. Okay. My favorite okay. question is Kyle A, do you guys get in a street fight with AFA? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that, that is my a good favorite one. question. Yeah. That was solid. Chris, you're okay. next. Street fight. My, no, I was gonna say, was Ross really wearing pink shorts or or or, or salmon shorts? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was <laughs> Who asked that? That was Matt. Neese. It was Matt. 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 Yeah, right. Matt. Right. 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 With his right, beautiful Carl. hair. That guy has Carl. great hair. Oh, he has to. I'm sure you, you have hair. to have talked about that on the podcast yeah. before. How wonderful his hair is. Whenever yeah. I see oh, him, yeah. I actually pet it. Comes it. Up often. I pet it. I pet his hair. Mm -hmm. Just amazing hair. Yeah. It comes up so, often in conversation. Yeah. Right. My uh, my choice would be uh, Michael Albertson because he has 115 graded figures at CAS right now, and he <laughs> lost. <laughs> well, no, he didn't lose it. Technically, I sent it in for him. Oh, and I lost it. Ross lost it. Ross yeah, lost it was definitely it. me. Definitely me. <laughs> definitely okay, me. John, what's your he favorite? handles all the submissions. I'm going to have to show mine because it, it's a visual along with uh, it's from Adam Chitwood. And what is a Jawra? Who said that? Did Chris say that? Chris, <laughs> you said it in an orange, orange stitch Jawra. Probably, yeah, probably. How did I guess that so fast, right? Jane, Jane, you got to pick, and but how is this gonna? That wasn't a that wasn't a legitimate question. No, right? how's this gonna work? Oh, so Ross, Ross has to pick it. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I'm the tiebreaker. What do you mean that wasn't you a legitimate question? I thought it was because supposed to be a question for Ross. Ross specifically said he didn't want to pick the question. So now the five of us are just giving out five different questions. So who's right, going to pick right. it? Right, Now I got to pick it. No, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna help out here. here. What is the job? five-way tie. I got to give out five fifty dollars and get some Hang on, hang on. No, I'm, I'm going to help oh, out no. here. There was, there was a couple questions that we put up that I really liked because – they were conversations we had recently, whether the episode came out or not. And I liked to hear Ross's thoughts on them. The one that I see that I'm going to land on here is I, I like this one because we talked a lot about what's happened yeah. over, you know, the last year or two with, um, you know, times getting better and, you know, awesome job, Shane, you pick, you know, who's grading what, but yeah. I'm going to go with what you guys picked and I'm going to try to be the, the tiebreaker so that we can, you have to, thing. you have to pick one of the four and that's it. Yeah. So, Run me back quick. Uh, Brandon is, is on you. Brandon's the street fight. Uh, yeah. Charles is the 115 Michael Albertson situation. Uh, John is the what's a jarrar? Jarrar. And Chris, what do you got? The shorts? Pink shorts. Uh, 
I am going to go with the... Oh, I want to pick Kyle, but I love those shorts. That was one of my favorite memories of the whole the whole convention is, is hanging They're out with Ross. Whoa, what yeah, are pretty you, short. They are short. I mean, what not great experience did you have with Bill, but it was close to it. It was close to it. Do not tell, John. Do not tell. All right, I'm going to go with not pink, but salmon shorts. That's what I'm going to remember in my mind. I'm going with the who is that? Matt Neef. It Matt Neef, yeah. Matt Neef is is my vote. Does that does that make it? Is that two votes as the winner? That's it. Yeah. Winner. Or we could sit here for like another hour and we could keep doing no, it. No, no, no. We're not going to keep like we always do. All right. <laughs> like, let me recall. Let me recall these questions. <laughs> I wanted to give Sam a shout because I thought his question was a legit. Uh, it question. was. It made us sound like a real podcast, and it was a great question. But we're a bunch of idiots, so we're going to pick idiots. dumb questions. Of right. course, I was not going to pick your question, Sam. In the end, I had to pick pink shorts or street fighting. So, Matt Neef, you are the winner of the CAS $50 gift certificate. Thank you all for submitting all these great questions, both fun and informative uh, answers. Thank you for hanging out with us on a Sunday night. It's almost 11 o'clock. Everybody hung in there. We still have 40-something, 40 49 people watching. And uh, most important, thank you to you, Ross, for, for sharing your time with us on a Sunday night. Uh, yes, it's great to, to talk with you. Thanks, Ross. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. A lot of yep, fun. All right. Well, you're always – you have an open invitation to the show. If there's anything you ever want to oh. announce from CAS and even just pop on, yeah. please, please yeah. always do What are you guys doing tomorrow? Time. <laughs> Since you guys you don't have your podcast. Anytime. anytime. <laughs> You did say yes. Wednesday, Wednesday. Well, I mean, Don't what are you wearing? All, Wednesday sounds right? good. You guys are going to call me? Depends yeah. on what you're wearing. You're going to call me? <laughs> yes, you next time no you're on, on, please, please wear the shorts right. and please be in full view the entire episode. I'm, I'm 100% going to wear the shorts. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Yeah. So then in that case, we're going to have you on in February and make sure. You know. <laughs> all right, guys, another great live stream. Thank you to all of our uh, our viewers who are hanging out in the, in the live chat. Thank you to all of our Patreon members. Most importantly, thank you to CAS for uh, allowing us to, to grab Ross's time tonight. Please go to their website starting tomorrow, Black Friday. They're going to have a big sale for all submissions, 15% off for the next seven days. So please. Uh, subscribe to this channel, like this video, comment like you have been, and we will see you next time on Five Idiots Talking Toys. Good night, everyone. Thanks again, Ross. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Ross. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>